0: Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and this week we're looking at another deck profile. This time it's a deck that I've actually mentioned numerous times before and I finally sat down to try and build it and it's a deck based around the 1.0 MagnaDramon. But first, every week I ask you a listener question and every week... One answer gets a shout-out on the show, and last week I asked you what are synergies or combos that you've found between cards of different colours. Unfortunately, didn't receive any responses this week, but that's okay. I'm going to be talking about some synergies that I found in this deck profile upcoming. And remember, there's not that many people giving out answers, so if you do... Answer the listener question. You've got a very good chance of receiving a shout out at the top of the show. So please be listening to the end of the episode for this week's listener question and your chance to receive a shout out. One more thing before we begin. The official release of Special Booster version 1.5, that is the second English language set, is quickly approaching. It's currently scheduled to be released on March the 12th. To celebrate the release of this product, I'm gonna be doing another box opening live stream. The last one was heaps of fun, and I'm sure that this one is going to be even better. Once again, I'll be giving away the contents of one of the booster packs I opened, chosen at random to one lucky viewer. And there are also some other cool things that I'm hoping to do, but I'm going to wait until closer to the date of the stream to confirm those. The live stream is going to be taking place At 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time on Friday, March 19th, over on the Memory Gauge Twitch channel. For my Oceanic viewers and listeners, that's 10.30am on Saturday, March 20th. That's Melbourne Standard Time. I'll put the link and dates in the description and there's going to be more information closer to the stream date. And I really hope to see you all there. Now for today's main topic, and it is a long overdue deck profile. I've mentioned for a while my desire to build a deck around the effects of the Magna Dramon that you get in Special Booster version 1.0. And for those who don't know the card, here is a refresher. This is a yellow level 6 costs 11 to play, 3 to Digivolve. It has 10,000 DP and it has two main effects. The first effect is an on-play effect where if you have three or fewer security cards, you trigger recovery plus two. So you put the top two cards of your deck on top of your security stack. And then when attacking with Magna Dramon, you can play one yellow level three Digimon from your hand to the field without paying its memory costs. So you play a level three from your hand to the field for free. Regular listeners know that I love to build decks that are a bit outside of maybe the conventional. I'm a big advocate of experimentation in deck building. You're trying to find uses for cards that aren't seen as particularly strong. And Magnodramon is an odd one because it's not exactly an underplayed card. It's a great tech card and it sees play in a number of decks as an emergency kind of stop me from losing the game card because of its recovery plus two effect. But... I rarely, at least, see the other effect being used. that The effect that puts yellow level 3s onto the field for free whenever Magnadramon attacks. And I saw that and I thought, that's a really cool effect. You get a Digimon for free. Surely there's something that we can do with that. So my first thought was to utilize other cards that mention specifically level 3s and which want you to have or play level 3s. So I went on to DigimonCard.dev and did a quick search, and I found very little, actually. There's Darkmon, which lets you draw a card when you play a level 3 while it's suspended, and that's about it. There didn't seem to be support for the strategy that I was after, so I thought, well, that deck ID is kind of dead in the water, at least until maybe a future expansion set gives it more support. But then I opened up a certain card in a booster pack, The card that I opened was Leopardmon. And if you don't remember what Leopardmon does, because you haven't seen it since it was the first card officially shown in English all the way back in 2020. If that was the last time you saw Leopardmon, here's a refresher. This is a blue level 6. It costs 12 to play, 4 to Digivolve, so pretty expensive. 11,000 DP. It has two effects. A when Digivolving effect that says you may play one level 4 or lower Digivolution card of one of your Digimon cards as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. You can play a level four or lower Digivolution source card of, of one of your Digimon as another Digimon without paying its memory cost. And then also on your turn, all of your level four or lower Digimon get jamming so it can't be deleted in battles against security Digimon. Now, Leopardmon doesn't specifically mention level 3s, that is true, but its effects did seem to have some synergy with Magnadramon, because the when Digibobbing effect also lets you play a level 4 or lower Digimon for free, so you're playing Digimon for free, this time from underneath one of your other Digimon. And the other effect gives jamming to all your level 4 or lower Digimon. Level 3s are lower than level 4. So it gives jamming to all of the level 3s that we're playing for free with Magda So the plan for this deck all of a sudden came together. And it's still uh, not a very strong plan. You've got to have two separate differently coloured level 6s on the field for it to really come together. And one of those level 6s costs 4 to Digivolve, which is stupid expensive. But... That said, I think it's an interesting plan nonetheless, and an interesting deck-building exercise. Was there any way that we could bring these pieces together into some kind of cohesive whole? So the deck that I've built for today wants to drop a lot of level 3s and level 4s onto the board, and it achieves this by quickly digivolving up into Magnadramon. Or playing it from your hand. And using the when attacking effect to play level 3's from your hand for free. And then one gives them jamming. They can attack into your opponent's security without being worrying about being deleted by security Digimon. Now before we get into the specifics of the deck construction. I am going to say this is not a top tier deck. And this is probably not even a good deck. Okay. But there are two reasons that I'm sharing this deck profile with you. One It's a hybrid deck, more or less, and it felt appropriate to be sharing a multicolored deck profile after last week's episode on hybrid decks. And two, I don't believe that a deck idea is only worth sharing if it's competitive. I truly believe that in order to become good at deck building, and I've said this before, you need to build a lot of decks, and most of them are going to be bad. But what makes those ideas worth pursuing and worth sharing is that element of experimentation, of trying something new, trying something new different and maybe that's as straightforward as putting in an off-color option card or a tamer or maybe it's as wild as some of those mega zoo deck lists that I've seen thrown around either way what leads to a healthy meta a healthy format a healthy game is experimentation and we should celebrate experimentation as much as any top tier this deck got top eight of my locals deck those are also very important But I just want to stress that they're not the only important decks. They're not the only decks that are worth sharing. And with that out of the way, let's get to the cards. I'll put a link to the deck list on digimoncard.dev in the show notes. And if you aren't using digimoncard.dev, you should be. It's an invaluable resource for deck builders. They don't pay me to say that. I just really believe it. And I really think you guys should be using it if you're not using it already. So we'll start... At the bottom with the level twos and we're only playing four level twos. We're playing four copies of Cupimon, which is a yellow level two that has an inheritable effect that reads when attacking. If your security is five or more, draw one. Now we're only playing four because our deck is kind of geared towards playing Digimon directly to the field. So we don't need the full four level twos. We won't be using them that often that we're worried about running out. And we also want to make sure that we flip Kupimon on turn one so we can maximize the length of time that we get to attack and draw a card using its effect because we don't have a huge amount of recovery. So once we get attacked, we're basically not drawing those cards anymore. So we want to guarantee that we're getting access to Kupimon turn one. So it's the only level two we are playing. Now to the level 3s, and we are playing 12 total level 3s. First, 4 copies of Kudamon. Kudamon is a yellow 1000dp Digimon with no inheritable effect, but a main effect that lets you draw a card when you attack, as long as you have 4 or fewer cards in hand. Now, we're going to be playing more Digimon than we Digivolve, so we're going to be 4 under quite often. We're not getting that Digivolution draw as often, so Kudamon will often take out a security and draw a card because we're at that 4 or under threshold. Next, four copies of Labramon. And Labramon is a yellow level 3, 1000 DP, and it has an inheritable effect that reads, when one of your opponent's Digimon is deleted by being reduced to 0 DP, draw 1. Because we aren't Digivolving, I'm trying to add all the draw that we can get, and most of our removal is based around removing DP and reducing DP, so Labramon should trigger relatively often once you've Digivolved up into a level 4. And then finally, we're playing four copies of the Promo Patamon. This is the Patamon that comes in the 0.0 packs. This Patamon has 2000 DP and it reads, Main effect, when played, if your security is one or less, recover plus one. So this is a nice emergency extra security when you really need it. And sometimes you can even get that effect for free by attacking with Magna Dramon and playing the Patamon from your hand. So very cool. So that's all of our level 3s and now on to our level 4s. And we're playing just 8 level 4s. And I decided to only play 8 level 4s because our deck is based mostly around our level 3s or getting straight to the level 5s and 6s playing them directly. So we don't need the Digivolution chain as much. So first we're playing 4 copies of Darkmon. This is a yellow 4000 DP level 4 but with no inheritable effect. No inheritable effect, but a main effect that reads your turn when you play a level three Digimon. If this card is suspended, draw one. So this card does specifically combo with level threes, which is why it's in the deck. And again, when it's parted with Magna Dramon, it gets pretty good. You can attack, which will suspend it. And then while it's suspended, you attack with Magna Dramon. You play a level three, free Digimon from your hand, and you draw a card off Darkmon. And then next, we're playing four copies of Unimon. Unimon is the yellow blocker, and there's not much to say. We need defense. This deck can trundle a little bit, so we really need to be slowing our opponent down, so we're going to play four of the available blockers. Then we get to the level fives, and the level fives are where this deck really starts to go off the beaten path. First, we're playing two copies of Sirenmon, and Sirenmon is a yellow level five, it costs just two to Digivolve and just five to play. And Sirenmon lets us quickly and cheaply get up to Magnodramon because it's so cheap as a level five. Now we want to quickly get up to Magnodramon because it's the main strategy of our deck. But Sirenmon is pretty weak and it has no other effects. So we don't want to play too many of them. So just two, just so that we can see it often enough to get the usefulness of having that cheap level five without it being the only thing we're ever seeing. Next, three copies of Mistymon. Mistymon is yellow and it costs seven to play, which is moderately expensive for a level five. But it has an on play where two of your opponent's Digimon get minus 3000 DP until the end of the turn. So you can delete two level threes on play and that's pretty good. And then at the end of it all, you've still got a level five yellow Digimon that you can digivolve up into Magna Dramon. So some pretty nice removal there. And then next, we've got four copies of Zudomon BT-1041. Zudomon is a blue level 5. It costs 7 to play, like Mistimon, but it has an on-play effect, and the on-play is draw 2 cards. You draw two cards when you play this card directly to the field. And it also has an inheritable effect that gives you one memory when you attack with this Digimon and your opponent has a Digimon with no sources. But mostly we're going to be wanting to draw the two cards. And like Mistymon, once you do that, you're still going to have a body on board to Digivolve. So the booster set, Zootomon, huge in this deck. It lets us get up to our Leopardmon. This is the way that we're going to be getting up to Leopardmon. Finally, we come to the level sixes. First up, obviously, Magna Dramon. We've already spoken about this card. We know what it does. And because it's our main strategy, we're playing four copies of Magna Dramon. Next, we're playing two copies of Slash Angemon. Slash Angemon is a yellow level six with 8,000 DP. It digivolves for three. And you'll want to be digivolving it rather than playing it because it has a when digivolving effect that gives one of your opponent's digimon minus 8,000 DP. Until the end of the turn. This is really good removal. It removes most things from level 5 down. And if the target is suspended. And you have enough memory to digivolve into Slash Anjibon. And then attack. If they don't have a block. You will be able to take out the opponent's Digimon. Because as I've said previously in previous episodes. Slash Anjibon has 8,000 DP. The highest DP Digimon that we have at the moment is Omnimon with 15,000 DP. You Digivolve into Slash Angemon, give the Omnimon minus 8,000. It reduces to 7,000 DP, and then the Slash Angemon can take it out. So really excellent removal, especially as a follow-up to an attack by your opponent. And then finally, we've got two copies of Leopardmon. Leopardmon is our blue level 6. We've already spoken about what it does. We're getting to it by Digivolving it up from Zudomon after hard playing the Zudomon. And the reason we're only playing two is because we only really need to reach one Leopardmon in a game, and it's not necessarily a win condition, it just helps us to win more. So we don't need too many, and there's not many ways for us to get up to it, so I didn't want to have our hand flooded with this Digimon that we can't use. So just playing the two copies. And that's the end of the Digimon. That's 37 Digimon in this deck in total, which is a pretty reasonable lump number, maybe on the low side, but we have some really cool option cards to bulk it up. First, we're playing three copies of Hammerspark. That's that zero cost blue option card that gives you plus one memory. The deck is very memory intensive because it hard plays so many of its cards and Hammer Spark is going to let us sort of get some of that memory back. And it also acts as a great security card because it gives us two memory when revealed from security. And that can potentially even end our opponent's turn if they're attacking while they're on one or zero memory. So can be a really good sort of swing and changing the turnover when our opponents aren't ready for it. Next, we're playing three copies of Kaiser Nail. And Kaiser Nail is a really cool four-cost option card in blue that, as its main effect and its security effect... Let's you choose a Digimon in one of your Digimon's Digivolution sources and then play it for free as a separate Digimon to the field. This pairs very well with all our on-play effects. And remember that this isn't limited by level, so it seems like you'd want to use this to play out our level 3s, but actually I find that the best play is to bring Zudamon out from under Leopardmon or Mistymon out from under Slash Angemon or Magnadramon and get those powerful on-play effects again. Pay 4, draw 2, get Zudamon to the field. Pay 4, kill 2 rookies, get Mistymon to the field. And then finally we're playing three copies of Symphony No. 1 Polyphony. This is a yellow option card that gives one opponent's Digimon minus 7,000 DP until the end of the turn. So it takes out your opponent's level 4s and level 3s and even some level 5s, the lower level ones. Um, It's pretty reasonable removal and it's reasonably priced at 5 memory. I chose to put this in rather than 7 heavens because it's a bit cheaper and we're already running pretty expensive so I wanted to save memory where we could. Um You could put in Seven Heavens if you wanted, but I find that the 10,000 versus 7,000 split doesn't really take out too many more key things, especially since you've got Slash Angemon to take stuff out. But that's sort of a personal preference thing, and you can swap this out for Seven Heavens or some other removal if you would like. So that brings us to the end of the option cards and then finally we come to our tamers and naturally since we're spending so much memory we want to put in memory tamers. And I've gone with four copies of Matt Ishida BT1086. Now, this is the four cost tamer blue that increases your memory to three if you start the turn with less than three memory. So it helps you pay for those expensive Digimon that we're playing. And it has another effect that lets you rest Matt when you play a blue Digimon and remove the source from the bottom of one of your opponent's Digimon. That can be nice and it can help you get access to that Zudamon effect or remove a really annoying inheritable effect. But the main reason to play Matt over the yellow memory tamer TK Takaishi, which was my other choice, is because you need to have a blue tamer or a blue Digimon on the field in order to play your blue option cards. And so Matt represents another way and a really consistent way because it can't be removed to get access to your Hammer Sparks and your Kaiser Nails. So that's the reason I chose to play four of this over four of the TK Takaishi. And that's the deck. That's every card. The game plan is to get to Magnadramon as quickly as possible and start playing those level threes. And eventually, hopefully, you're going to overwhelm your opponent with just your sheer numbers. And Leopardmon will help keep your level threes on board and then Slash Angemon, Mistymon and Symphony Number 1 Polyphony will help to keep your opponent's board clear. And I find that you should be removing things fairly often because your opponent is going to be able to catch up to you. You're playing very expensive cards. So you're going to want to do your best to limit their board and eventually just kind of outvalue them over the course of the game. Now I'm going to take this last chance to remind you that this is not a tuned tier one deck. There are almost certainly improvements that could be made. And if you can think of any changes you'd make to the deck, please do let me know. Again, the reason I want to share this is because a big part of the reason that I'm doing this podcast at all is because I want to um, share this game with you and also share my personal philosophy about gaming with you um, and share the things that I think are important. And I think that it's important not just to focus on winning and the best possible deck at all time, because that ends up in a world where everybody's playing kind of the same one or two decks and to remember that ultimately this is a game. These are game pieces and we can do with them what we would like. And sometimes it can be fun to sit down and say, I'm going to play my janky deck, my weird deck, my deck that isn't maybe very strong, but has a really specific game plan that I want to see if I can pull off. And that's totally a valid and valuable way to play the game as well. And the reason I do deck profiles like this that aren't necessarily top tier decks is because I want to show that that method of gameplay, that style of gameplay is just as valid, just as valuable. And ultimately you should be feel free to play the game and to enjoy yourself in the way that you like. All right. With that, we come to the end of the episode. This is where I ask you a question about the Digimon card game. So this week's listener question is... What is the strangest deck that you've built so far in the Digimon card game? Please tweet your answer using the hashtag, hashtag memory gauge podcast or comment on the listener question post in our Facebook group, memory gauge Podcast, and you might receive a shout out at the top of next week's episode. And as we saw this week, the field isn't exactly broad at the moment. So you're in with a very good chance if you take the time to answer that question. Plus we get some cool discussion going and we can start to share those ideas because I don't want to just be talking to you guys. I want to hear what you guys have to say. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns on that note, tweet me at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. As always, all of that information is in the show notes. I am always happy to hear from you listeners, so please do get in contact. New episodes come out each week, so be sure to follow the Memory Gauge Podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.